Should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. So electrified looks different for everyone. Yup, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Hello. Hey, Catherine. How are you doing? Okay. I've, I've run out of things that I'd like to watch on TV, though. Have you ever seen The Disappearance at Clifton Hill? No. What about, what about The Other Lamb? Or, like, True History of the Kelly Gang? Are you making things up? No, no, no. Have you ever heard of The Wretched? Hmm. No. What do you think it might be about? I have no idea. So, I've never seen this movie. Never even heard of it. But The Wretched is the most popular movie in America right now. By box office numbers. Wow. The Wretched is making the most money of any movie in box offices across America right now. You know how they're always like, weekend total, weekend block, you know, whatever they call it? Yeah, The Rock in Giant Lizard Movie has taken in over $600 trillion. Right, right. And it's always like, I don't know, tens of millions, hundreds of, I don't know, tens of millions of dollars, right? That's Tens. like the general range for a good movie, right? Is it? No, I thought, what? Brad Pitt makes like $10 million on an afternoon. Let's see, best, oh my God, you're right. Yeah, okay. Hundreds of millions, okay. Alvin, so. do not cut that part out. <laughs> Hundreds of millions is what like a good box office weekend is. Um, do you want to know how much The Wretched made last weekend? Well, I'd need to know how we're defining box office right now because I have to assume it's some sort of virtual rental thing now. But No, no, no. Literally, like, in theaters. Apparently, there are a few movie theaters open, and The Wretched made $65,000 last weekend. Oh, my gosh. You, we, you don't know what it's about at all? I have no idea. Never heard of it. What is the poster? Is it a... I don't know. I haven't looked it up. Should we look it up? Yeah. The Wretched... Trailer. Ooh, let's watch the trailer. Uh, the Wretched. Ooh, is this it? Okay, there's an animal carcass. Oh my god, there's a hand coming out of an animal carcass. Mm. There's a guy who's, it's at night. There's a flashlight walking around, trying to figure out where the sound is coming from. There's a bright light. It's some other guy. Oh no, now it's day. That guy who was at night is now walking around hey, on the neighbor. beach. You see anything weird outside your house, you tell me, all right? There's a baby monitor. Ah! Now there's a woman. No, mm. it's night again. Oh my God, no, it's day again. Oh no, her neck is weird. You oh, know yeah. how women like are always naked and their neck is weird in I horror movies? I do not movies? see myself paying for the DVD commentary from you on this movie. <laughs> You're a very stupid boy. <gasps> Where is this going? Yeah. I'm wondering that myself. Oh no, he's bleeding from his ear. Oh, classic. There's like a scratch symbol into some wood. That's always scary. Okay, it says, What is forgotten will never be found. Oh no. Bloody animals. Ah. I got stuff to do. The wretched. Um. Yeah, so I I don't know what to say about that. Yeah. Well, here's what I think we should do. Mm -hmm. um, 
It's Friday and I don't want to think about like it's we're up to 15% unemployment now and I'm just like you know it's really easy to just feel like you're you need to just go lay down on the couch. Sounds like someone needs a flyover from the Blue Angels. <laughs> so anyway, I imagine I may sp- spend much of the weekend sort of in despair on the couch and I'd love to watch some movies and I would also love to understand why and how and what it means that that movie, The Wretched, is the number one movie in America right now. So I think we should call uh, David Sims. Oh, yes. I love talking to Sims. He's so much smarter than I am about this stuff. I, I trust him, you know. Let's get him online. Hey, Sims. Hey. Hey, David. Hey, Catherine. Um... So, David Sims writes about culture, specifically movies, and is the host of a podcast better and more popular than this one, Blank Check. So, check it out. David, have you seen The Wretched yet? The Wretched? (laughs) You don't even know? (laughs) Oh, no. I vaguely uh, am aware of a horror movie called The Wretched. Is that that what you're talking about? It's the most popular movie in America right now. Is that right? How do you not know The Wretched? Everybody's talking about it. <laughs> by, by what metric has it been deemed the most popular movie in it's America right by now? The, the we, it's weekend box office sure. was the highest. It's number one. <laughs> There's like 20 drive-ins open around the country, and that's about, uh, that's about the entirety of the weekend David, box office. David, it is your job to cover the movie industry. I am shocked you, are, you don't even know what the number one movie in America is right now. I mean, good good for the wretched. Yeah. Huh. No, I mean, there's this truly bizarre uh, confluence of things happening right now, which is one, the only theaters open are drive-throughs in in like states that have not completely closed down, you know, mm-hmm. uh, right now, and mm-hmm. two, the only movies available are these very sort of obscure uh, indie movies, mostly being released by like IFC or whatever, that are really only on demand, but. You know, if you've got a theater, you can probably you can have them. Mm-hmm. The purpose of drive-throughs in recent movie history has been to get blockbusters to nice round numbers. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like this is something people probably don't know, but like Black Panther was sitting at six hundred and ninety-nine million dollars for a while, mm-hmm. and so Disney started throwing it on into drive-throughs months after it had come out on as the back end of a double feature, just to bump it up to seven hundred million. What? Yes, this is something that they do. <laughs> that is so funny. Because everyone loves a nice round number yeah. for your Because for your, uh, 699 sounds like it's on sale or something. Well, exactly. It's like 699. It's like, okay, you did pretty good. Try again next time. You know, but $700 million. Wow. Right, right. But that seems like, it seems like we could do lots of drive-ins now. That, that could be a really popular thing this summer, right? Um, I think this, they should come back. I yeah. mean... I feel like they have this, you know, this reputation as being kind of old fashioned and the sound is kind of cruddy and, you know, but surely I'm assuming now with cars being what they are and, you know, radios being fancier and Bluetooth existing or whatever, like, surely it's now, you can now probably have a a, fan, a nicer experience at the drive-in than you could back in the day. Mm-hmm. So what was the state of movie theaters before this, I feel like people were predicting the the doom of the theater experience 
for years already. Yeah, it's sort of a common prediction is, oh, well, you know, because everyone has these nice home theaters now and Netflix and so on are not, you know, interested in the in the movie theater business, like they're going to, you know, these theaters will all die. But I think the, the strange thing about there being no movies and all the studios just sort of freezing their releases uh, is that it, is, it has sort of exposed that, no, the theater industry is very crucial to these giant studios. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are f- mostly not interested in proceeding without theaters. Like the profits come from selling tickets uh you know the the profits you can make from a blockbuster that's released wide are so staggering and so incomparable here you can make up to 699 million (laughs) dollars oh what did you think the number was before though um (laughs) i don't remember Uh. i i mean like put it this way like disney or whoever like could take this opportunity be like look there's no theaters we're gonna put our movies out anyway you know what can we do like there's no theater, so we'll just put them online. And instead, with a few small exceptions, mostly children's films, all the studios are like, well, we'll just release them later. I'm sure the theaters will come back. Yeah. Because they, you know, they, they know that they, they can't really make the sort of killing that they need to make. So uh, theaters will return. They, I mean, they, the exhibition will return. It's more a matter will of they? like, yeah, 100%. Well, you tell me. You you have the health side of it. I have the business side. <laughs> Jim, will they come back? Um, I I, I think so. In time, I mean, to, for me, the draw to theaters is that feeling like I just need to leave. I want to leave my place. I know I could watch a movie at home, and I I think that draw to be like sitting next to other people, even though you're not interacting with them and not not talking with them, like is an innate human thing. We're gonna continue to be drawn to and physical presence will continue to sell um right and you know there's obviously no one's making an avengers movie for your television that wouldn't make sense it would you'd be spending ungodly amounts of money for for no good reason yeah how much did avengers cost the estimated budget on avengers endgame is like 350 million dollars oh my so when god you're, when you're making a movie that large, you need to, at the very least, make a billion dollars worldwide, if not more. What? Because, yeah, <laughs> because you're going to, you know, if the budget of a movie is $350 million, which is pretty much as expensive as a movie can be, then just pretty much double that when you account for marketing and things like that. And then you're going to need to make way more than that because obviously theaters take a cut. So... That's 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 how this infrastructure works, and you know some people would say that over the last decade or so, it, it, things have ballooned in a way that was maybe um, a little uncontrollable. Like you know, uh, studios were relying more and more on these really really big bet movies that have to be right. I mean, I feel like critics such as yourself, uh, for instance, have complained that the 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 incentive to create these sort of like cookie cutter action sure, movies. Right. Uh, means that we're not getting great movies. Well, yes, but at the same time, movie theaters cannot exist on blockbusters alone. Like they have, multiplexes have many screens. They have many times like to fill. They have to show other movies. So that is why mid-budget and smaller movies still exist. I mean, it's it. You literally need to sell tickets to other things. You know, you you can't have an Avengers every weekend in every screen. 
So this could be threatening to smaller productions too. Yeah, for sure. The thing that is sort of being debated and fought over right now is those smaller movies because I think a lot of studios would happily explore like, well, maybe we can just release it online and it can come out in theaters, but it could come out at the same time. You know, like I think Mm -hmm. studios would be happy to give on that front. And Universal released Trolls World Tour, a children's film about little dancing trolls uh, online during this pandemic to sort of, I think, experiment with like, you know, Mm -hmm. what kind of a profit can we make doing this? And they sort Mm -hmm. of made some public statements about like, you know, maybe this is something we could continue experimenting with. And the theater chains have been very hostile and AMC has said, we will not not show any more Universal films if this is what what they're, you know, so... The theater chains are sort of sensing, you know, they know that they're in this very vulnerable position right now because they're closed and they can't really bargain with anybody. So they're trying to like head off any big changes at the pass. But, you know. Right. I remember seeing Parasite. It was the last movie that I saw in a theater. Um, And like, yeah, lots of gasping and lots of nervousness that I could kind of feel in the theater. You... Uh, I feel like you're you see multiple movies every single day in theaters. That's my understanding. You're constantly <laughs> either coming from the theater or going to a theater whenever I see you. You every like to day. rib me in the office for for being for being. And in you're and wearing your Captain America cap and <laughs> and hood. I am not. And I'm like, there's not a new Avengers out, man. You need to get it together. Um, no. So do. I'm wondering how if, if you, this has clearly changed your life more so than like me, the person who goes uh, occasionally to a theater. How how are you feeling about that? Are you going through theater withdrawal? Do you miss it? Yes, I miss it terribly. I love uh, being with a crowd and the sort of communal feeling of of you know drawing off the energy of a movie. If you're laughing or if you're shocked, or, you know that's obviously always very exciting. Like, but I'm also just I'm a movie fan, and if you are seeing a movie on a giant screen in a very dark room and you can't, you know, distract yourself in any way, that is the way to see a movie. Like there is, you cannot replicate that experience at home no matter how hard you try. There's there's still something just special about being, you know, locked in with a movie. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. fully transported. Yeah. David, so are there going to be any new movies coming out? Well, I feel like... You know, it's sort of, it's twofold. Like, of course, movie theaters can reopen, like, you know, if they are allowed to. They can they can give that a shot and they can say like, hey, everyone sit, you know, two seats away from each other or we're going to put in sneeze guards or, you know, they can try whatever methods they want to try and sort of make the whole thing a less frightening experience for people. But they will need to, uh, they'll need movies to show. They'll need like something that you'd want to see. And so the next movie on the schedule that has not yet been moved is is Christopher Nolan's film Tenet. And it's some sort of like time travel action movie. It's sort of James Bondy and it's got uh, big stars and big locations. It's a big fancy movie. It's going to be very cinematic. You know, it's made to be seen on the biggest screen. Mm-hmm. And Christopher Nolan is like a fierce and ready defender of the cinema experience. Yada, yada, yada. So this movie has not been moved. It's set for July 17th. And everything before it that's a big deal has basically already just been pushed down Mm -hmm. the schedule, pushed to next year, right? 
Mm-hmm. Nolan is holding fast and there's all this reporting that he wants to be the movie that like tries to get people back into the theater. This might be a ludicrous idea. Like we might hear in a couple of weeks like no, they're giving up. They're going to push mm-hmm. that one too. They will. So James, you think like no chance. No chance. No chance. Okay. All I, right. Being together in a in an enclosed space um is going to not That's going to be our, I mean, big, it, our biggest challenge with a, a, it with a big It seems like the the most uncool thing, yes, right? Um, for, for a prolonged period, yeah. space, like, air conditioning, right. It's it's completely different from, it, it's sitting for two hours um, in an enclosed space with people is, is very different from needing to quickly move through a grocery store um, right. where no one, no single person is lingering, you know, the whole time who might be breathing out virus. Well, they have to bite the bullet on that. They'll probably announce soon either way, whether it's sticking or not. And... You know, if that's not available, then it just becomes this ongoing question of like, yeah, you you know, if you're going to reopen theaters, what on earth are you going to offer people that would get them back in? Well, this relates to a question I have for you. Since there aren't really any, there's nothing like new to talk about right now. Is this a good time to be filling in the gaps, revisiting the classics, watching all the stuff you've never seen that everybody always talks about? What Like, what else is there to do? Of course it is. It's 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 perfect. It's like, try and Okay, so enjoy, I think we should give recommendations you know. okay. for, for the movie Buff. And, like, what would you actually want to watch? And then I want you to tell me and Jim movie novices what we should be watching well my question for the movie novices is just what haven't you watched that you feel you know like what's a thing where you're just anytime it comes up in conversation you're still like why haven't i like you know what why have i never gotten around to that the godfather the godfather like the godfather is great it's autumnal it's you know it's very warm very very kind of like nice new yorky insidey movie it's a perfect movie to watch right now Hmm. The the thing about The Godfather, I think, that like maybe people don't, you know, they think oh it's a gangster movie and you know it's violent all that stuff, but like it's 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 such a like candle lit movie. It is such a war like sort of nurturing movie visually to look at, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I feel like is is nice right now rather than like a really fast moving kind of energetic uh, actiony kind of thing. I mean, I have been watching a lot of New York movies because such as. I watched um, The French Connection. I watched The Taking of Pelham 123, which is a personal favorite of mine, which is a great subway movie. Uh, The Taking of Pelham 123. Is that like an action movie? uh, Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty chill action movie. Like Walter Matthau is the star. But um, (laughs) (laughs) it's a 1974. It's like, I guess you call it like a thriller. Like it's about um, a, a bunch of guys like hold up a subway car and demand a million bucks from the mayor. But it's like just a great sort of like a grimy and cynical New York movie where everyone just kind of looks like a regular schmo. What if you're like not what if you're not living in New York and you're you're like, if I have to hear one more thing about New York City, I'm going to the rest of the country exists. Why y'all are so up your own? You know, why do they have that movie? Should they watch Um, Catherine? Um, well, you know, I, I wrote about Westerns a couple of weeks ago on the Atlantic. I'm having a lot of fantasies about driving in the West right now. I'm just like, that's what I want to get in a car and just hit the road and never stop. Yeah. It, 
so there's like there's the classic westerns, right? The sort of big mm-hmm. vistas of like you know the open prairie, yada, yada, you know, like the the, mm-hmm. the pioneer type westerns. But then there's also the modern western, like the sort of neo type westerns, like Hell or High Water or, or Raising Arizona, like those kinds of movies that are still set in those very dramatic landscapes, but are modern. Right. Like you know those those also can kind of scratch that itch of just like I just want to see the outside world. Right. Right. Okay. Well, I let's see. What am I going to watch this weekend? I think it's The Godfather. But like every time I think about watching The Godfather, I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to like. It just feels like emotional labor. What, what, why? Let's yeah. talk through that. Why does it? Have you seen The Godfather, James? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, okay, but okay, I'm okay, familiar sure. with the feeling of something. I, I, me too. But also, I'm going to have to like think about it, and then I'll have to have a thought. And like, what <laughs> well, I want to do is not have thoughts. You know, I think I think people have that with Infinite Jest, right? If we're also we're talking about where oh they're sort God, of yeah. like, look, Great. isn't it too late for me at this point? You know, right. what what thoughts will I even have about this that someone else hasn't had? Right. right. So maybe that's how you feel about The Godfather, where you're like, look, yes. the, the movie's been discussed. Like, my best takeaway from this is going to be it's good. And right. and who needs to hear that? And least of all me. Like, you know, I, I get that kind of anxiety <laughs> really, about watching you, a classic. You are the voice of my interior. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, on the plus side, like, it's honestly a, you know, it's a brisk three hours. <laughs> okay. And I don't know, like, I, I always find The Godfather, like, a very easy watch. Okay. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch it. She's not going to watch it. <laughs> uh, Jim, what are you going to watch? No, I would love a recommendation. Literally anything. Well, have you seen the Take Aunt Pelham 1, 2, 3? The 1974 version. Okay. No, I will see that. That That's great. That's that's my recommendation for you. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's a very, again, very yeah. easy to watch. I like, care a lot about public um, transit. Um, it's about public yeah. transit. It's about the, like the nitty gritty of New York City's '70s subway system, which is currently uh, also today's subway system. I said, by and large, yes. Like they they have not updated great that much. It's a hundred year old signal system. Watch Pelham One Two Three and guys, it's so good. And say a prayer for everyone who's working on the subway right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh what are you going to watch, David? What am I going to watch? It's yeah. a good question. What am I going to watch? Hey, let me go. Let me go take a look at my shelf. One second. Oh, wait a shelf. shelf. Wait, do huh. you, you use hard hard media shelf. because of the quality? Of course. Oh man. Yeah, I love hard so, media. Get are they uh, hard media? By the way, I don't know how I feel. I don't know what <laughs> physical media, right? Yeah, is it, are they DVDs you watch? Uh, Blu-rays, Blu-rays. So, Blu-rays. Uh, um, cool. Yes. Uh, no, it's quite all right. Uh, I guess I'm going to watch. I'm looking over. I'm going to watch uh, the next thing I own that I have never seen, um, which is Ernest Lubitsch's comedy Clooney Brown, starring Jennifer Jones, which is like a wartime comedy about um, uh, uh, a lady who becomes a plumber during the war. And that is a movie that I own. It's supposed to be like a great uh, sort of unappreciated comedy of, of yesteryear. I've never seen it. And it's time for me to watch it. All right. We all have our assignments. Break. <sighs> what are you guys doing this weekend? I don't know. 
<laughs> There's a lot of good art out there. No, no, it's good. It's just like so many bad things are happening and it's like sad and yes. then I'm angry right, and right. then I'm like, okay, I'll watch a movie, I guess. I don't, you know. You know, I feel like there was that early month. The first month was sort of like, well, what's happening in terms of the virus itself and like we could focus sort of day to day on that and now we're in this like much more amorphous like oh god like what will happen with the economy like that we we seem to have no like handle on how to handle like the public health situation like everything is much more vague like i can't just sort of focus on a number going down like focus on a curve yeah. flatten. okay yeah. yeah and it's it's extremely unhealthy for you two to be living in this space constantly it's my job to right so i have to and sure. that's why i'm going through these issues but you 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 need to take time in a concerted way and fully escape into alternate realities through literature through art through film and do that deliberately be like no, I'm like turning off my phone and my computer. I am going to turn off all the lights and make this a cinema-like experience and engage with it because it is good for me and my... Because uh, I need to escape my apartment right now. Okay, yeah. I'm going to do the doctor-recommended health-oriented intervention of watching The Godfather this weekend. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, thank you, David. Yeah, thanks so much. You're the best. Thanks, bud. It's nice to talk to you. Um, this show was produced today by Elvin Melleth with help from Anna Waters and Jacqueline Landry uh, if you've been enjoying the show one way you can help to support our journalism at The Atlantic is by subscribing you can do that at theatlantic.com slash support us subscribing to The Atlantic that is hope you're already subscribed to this podcast um, yeah if you're in a position to do that uh, we would love that uh, otherwise, write us at socialdistance at theatlantic.com and tell us what you want us to talk about. Okay. You okay? Yeah, I'm just, you know, I've just been thinking about that um, shooting in Georgia that's in the news right now. But they arrested people, right? I, I haven't been following the story. Closely. Yeah, yeah, they finally arrested somebody. It's just making me feel, feel despair. And I actually want to talk to Adam Serwer about it maybe on Monday. That'd be great. Okay. Um, okay. Okay, bye. Talk to you later. Bye. So, should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander. Or we could do something in between, like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So, Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's beyond zero vision for the future. Exactly how much coffee have you had this morning? Oh, oh, oh. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyond zero.